This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. 2-0 on Trout, this one is crushed! Left center field, way out of here! Now here's your host, Trent Rush. Oh yeah, Cactus League play is upon us. We're rocking and rolling here. Angel Spring Training is on out in the desert. My name is Trent Rush, welcoming you to the Angels Recap Podcast. We're going to be doing this each and every week, not just through the hot stove season, but we'll do it through spring training, through the regular season as well. Lots of time we get to spend together here on this platform, and thank you for helping make this all possible, because if not for you, we wouldn't have this opportunity, and it's so great to spend this time together. We're going to have a Fun conversation coming up in just a little bit with Aaron Hicks. We'll be sharing that in just a moment. His Cactus League baseball is on. I saw him camp earlier this week. Tim Salmon and David Eckstein, a couple of World Series champs, hanging around the Angel Complex. Mark Gubaza was a part of the guest instructor group that was a part of Angel's workouts uh, over the last couple of days. And, you know, one of these days we're going to have to get Mark Gubaza on this podcast. And maybe we'll do that even next week and learn a little bit about what's going on and kind of the underbelly of Angel. Angels baseball because now Mark Gubaza is getting an up close a personal look at it right now as a guest instructor and I feel like there's going to be a lot of Angel players better for that. How many? How much of an impact do guest instructors make over the course of um, a season? I don't know, but if there is one nugget that comes from a guest instructor that makes a difference for a player and all of a sudden that helps them, you know then it's totally worth it. And I think it's also a big deal just to have some of that, you know, alumni presence and and help these players understand that what they're playing for is so much bigger than themselves, so much bigger than just this season. It's the franchise as a whole. And I I think that a little bit of a reminder of that, not the worst thing in the world. So I think it's pretty cool what's going on in uh, spring training right now. And uh, looking forward to spending some time with those guys coming up in a little bit. Aaron Hicks, who is our guest today, comes over from the Baltimore Orioles. Now, he played eight years in New York with the Yankees. But at the end of last season, 65 games with Baltimore, and he was really good for a playoff team in the Baltimore Orioles. Hit 275 in those 65 games, seven homers, 31 driven in. He was a key part of the Orioles' success and their ascent from being a bottom feeder in baseball to bringing in a bunch of young talent and all of a sudden being a playoff team. So Aaron Hicks was able to experience some of that. I'm looking forward to hearing what, Aaron Hicks was able to take from that experience with the O's last year and how that's going to be able to help the Angels this year. I think that's going to be fascinating to hear what Aaron Hicks has to say on the matter. As far as where he fits into an Angels outfield, well, it's a pretty crowded Angels outfield when you consider you got Mike Trout as your anchor. Taylor Ward has looked good so far in spring training in left field. Mickey Moniak, Joe Adele in right. And then where does Aaron Hicks fit into the mix? I think we're going to see Hicks quite a bit this year, maybe as a designated hitter, maybe as a defensive replacement at times. His very first game, he had an outfield assist, so that was pretty fun to watch. Um, in first inning of his first game with the Angels, he had an outfield assist. So we've already seen some good stuff on the defensive side from Aaron Hicks, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. In many ways, Hicks is you know a really strong insurance policy. You just know injuries are going to happen. It's the nature of baseball. And for the Angels, look, 66 last year, okay? There's no depth chart that can withstand that. That being said, 
you know, you don't want to you don't want to expect that injuries are going to happen, but you got to be prepared for them in case they do. And Aaron Hicks might end up having a pretty large role on this team. As for the man who made the acquisition of Aaron Hicks, here's Angels general manager Perry Manazian talking about why Hicks was his guy to bring on this offseason. You know, Aaron is someone that it's a switch hitter. Uh, could play all three outfield spots. He played really well for Baltimore after making the change from going to New York to Baltimore. And uh, we saw a rejuvenated guy that can still really play and, and be productive. And, and it was just with the injuries we've had in the outfield over the last couple of years, we want to make sure we have quality depth there and guys that can play and guys that can do different things. And uh, Aaron's one of those guys. So that's the Angels general manager, Perry Manassian, talking about what he liked about Aaron Hicks. As for his role coming into this season, well, he also was quick to explain that Mike Trout's a center fielder right now, but you know, Aaron Hicks is absolutely going to have a regular part of what the Angels are about in 2024. Mike's our center fielder, as we sit here today. I think with anything – you need players that can play in multiple positions. You don't know what's going to happen. So he's somebody that's played center. He played center last year for Baltimore in certain instances. I'm obviously a very good team that made the playoffs. Uh, he can play right. He can play left. He can really throw. So he's somebody that can help us in a lot of different ways. And obviously providing a switch hitting bat, I thought was really, really important. You know, whether that's playing or coming off the bench, it gives wash options. And it's a good veteran presence. I don't think it's a small thing having that veteran presence on a team with so many young players. So that's Angels general manager Perry Manassian talking about uh, the Angels edition of Aaron Hicks. We're going to pause just for a moment. When we come back, we're going to have that chat with Angels outfielder Aaron Hicks on the other side of this break. My name is Trent Rush. This is the Angels Recap Podcast. Back here on the Angels Recap Podcast, it's Aaron Hicks that's our guest here today. So without further ado, here now is our conversation with the Angels outfielder. Joined now by new Angels outfielder Aaron Hicks, who had such a strong finish to last year with the Baltimore Orioles after many years. The Yankees, he gets to move back home to Southern California. The Long Beach native now joins the Halos, and we're very happy to have Aaron Hicks on with us right now. Aaron, uh, first things first, great to have you. Also, the fact that uh, you're back with this Angels organization, what are some of the reasons why you felt like maybe this was such a good fit for you uh, to extend your career here with the halos oh well uh start off you know thanks for having me on um I, I think for me it's more about uh being able to be back home um you know be be home um i'm from long beach so you know not too far away from anaheim so uh to be home and also at the same time uh you know try to help out uh you know some of these young guys you know with the joe dales the the NATOs, the you know, the hoppies of the world that's there and uh you know, do my do my best to to help them while also uh producing for the team and uh trying to help us win. Aaron, what's the dynamic like when you have all of these young, talented players? Like, I think about the amount of first-round picks the Angels have in this outfield, and uh, talk about Joe Adele, talk about Mickey Moniak, and you have these young guys coming up. Well, at the same time, well, you're trying to get ready for the season and capitalize on everything that you bring to the diamond. What's the balance like of trying to help out some of the young guys while also uh, trying to get yourself ready for the start of the year? Well, uh, definitely, I did a little bit last year, you know, with the Baltimore Orioles. You know, I had uh, – you know, uh, Rutschmann, I had the, you know, Gunnar Henderson, you know, I had all these young guys that, uh, you know, would come and ask me questions and um, about approach and, um, you know, how, 
what I think about certain situations during the game. And um, at the same time, that doing that actually, you know, sharpens me up and, and makes me aware of these events during the game. Uh, you know, obviously, when you play, start playing for a long time, it starts to become more muscle memory and, um, you know, kind of use your gut. So, um, you know, while you're doing that, it's it's fun, um, you know, to kind of talk baseball, talk shop uh, with the guys. But at the same time, you know, um, I got to do my job as well. Um, but if anything, I feel like it, uh, it sharpens me up and uh, gives me a little bit more of that youth. <laughs> Aaron, I have a lot of baseball questions I want to get to, and we will do that. we got time to do that, uh, and I appreciate you being with us right now. But I did want to tell you this. So my first job in broadcasting is I was the play-by-play announcer for the Long Beach State Dirtbags. Of course, you know Blair Field right across from uh, your high school going to Wilson. I would, I'll tell you this. I tried every chance I could was to get at least nine holes in. I tried to play 18 at Rec Park, uh, right behind the left field wall there at Blair. I tried to play at Rec Park, and then I, I would go do the game in the afternoon. I know that you, as much as you're, I mean, obviously very, very good at the game of baseball, you're an excellent golfer as well, and I know that golf uh, is, is a big part of your life. Is that where you grew up playing? Did you grow up playing at Rec Park? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... No, so I actually grew up next to El Dorado High School, uh, El Dorado um, Golf Course. Uh, but no, Big Rec is definitely uh, one of those good tracks over there by uh, by Wilson, where I went to high school. Um, and Blair is actually where I played high school baseball at. So, uh, you know, uh, growing up, you know, my dad used to always take me to uh, to go watch the Evan Longoria's, the uh, Jared Weaver. Um, I mean, uh, and I was definitely a huge dirtbag fan growing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, go watch the Dirtbag. That's fun stuff right there. And, of course, Blair Field is one of the iconic ballparks. I feel like in so many ways, like I I say Blair is like the Wrigley Field of college baseball. I love uh, watching games there, especially college baseball is so good here in Southern California. High school baseball is so good here in Southern California. I did want to just kind of just stay on the golf thing for a moment because, like I mentioned, I'm a golfer. I try whatever I can to, to get on any golf course that I can get on especially if I can get on a cool one, that makes life even better here. You obviously have a tremendous passion for the sport, and, and uh, by everything I've read, I haven't seen you hit a ball yet, but I've, been, I've read that you're excellent. So how do you manage that passion and love for golf while also trying to maintain playing at a high level in Major League Baseball, which you've been able to do for so many years? Uh, it's definitely tough. Uh, you know, at some point, you know, soon as the season's over i get right into golf mode um you know i start my golf season um you know my wife likes to call it I start my golf season and you know i'm playing uh probably about three times a week um and then you know go there practice hit some balls um and then uh as soon as it hits uh spring training i really don't play anymore i don't play you know during the year i just play uh during the off season so I get as much as I can and during the off season that way I'm I'm good for a whole year. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so now I have approach with my wife. I'm stealing that, Aaron. Uh next year it's not the off season, it's golf season. Honey, you got to understand, this is my golf season now. Uh it uh, you know, my wife's maiden last name wasn't Woods, but again, we can still uh try try that approach for this year. I'm gonna say Aaron Hicks is doing that, so I can't I. Uh, all right. So 
I did want to ask about this, too. So, obviously, Mike Trout has his golf course, Trout National. He's working with Tiger on putting that thing together. Have you talked with Mike about this? Have you tried to give a little bit of influence as to maybe what some of those holes will look like at Trout National? No, no, no. I think uh, I think Trout's doing a great job with who he has running that course. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, Tiger's definitely going to make it tough but uh, enjoyable. And, um, you know, I, I did I did tell Mike, you know, hey, whenever you're you're done with it, uh, I would love to be in that group for the first round of that of that course. So, uh, you know, um, you know, I try to put my end in so that way I can, you know, be the first one to play that course. Veteran move right there, Aaron Hanks. If you wouldn't mind, maybe put an award with the center fielder as well. That maybe at some point in my life, I'll pay my own way. I just want to get on Trout uh, National at some point uh, coming up here. Okay, let's go back to baseball for a second because I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. After spending time with Baltimore last year, and and they had really been through it, and last year was in many ways the breakout for the Orioles, and you were a part of that success, an important part of that success down the stretch. I'm curious to know if there's anything that, that, considering where you were at the end of last season, now coming over to the Angels, are there any things that maybe you see with this ball club that are starting to develop here in spring training that you know maybe can help uh, some folks understand? I know internally everybody feels very positive about uh, what this ball club is going to be and, and trying to shock the world. I, I also know that on the outside it's not necessarily the same uh, that's being said. So was there anything maybe you can take from your time in Baltimore and look at this Angels and say, well, you know what, I I think the Angels have a chance to be a lot better than people think here this season. Well, I mean, it, it kind of all starts with Wash. You know, um, he he's ran a, a a really strict camp this year. Um, you know, he's he's working as hard. Um, you know, and that's and that's what he wants. He wants everybody to work hard, be um, accountable for for you know the the games that we play, the mistakes that we make, and um, and understand it's all a learning process. And 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 the quicker that we could uh, shorten up that learning pro- process uh, for our young players and get them going um, and understand how to play the game at the major league level, that's 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 how you speed up the process. I know the tone gets set by the manager, but how important do you feel like it is for you and some of the other veterans on this team to make sure that that message is not just coming from the skipper, but also from guys that are in the clubhouse? Of course, you know it. It, it has to come also from the the, the vets, like you're saying. Um, you know, we kind of have to enforce these uh, situations. You know, talk the guys through it before it even gets to any of the coaches. Um, you know, like I said, to shorten up that learning curve. But, um, you know, also enforce them on ourselves. You know, we, we have to play hard. You know, we're here to win. I'm here to win. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like losing. So, you know, we and also enforce that as well. You know, uh, winning is a mentality, and we got to keep it going that way. Obviously, the expectation internally is to win and to have a winning season, get to the postseason. Everyone's trying to win a championship, and, and that comes internally. But I would also love to know, you used to be spent so many years in New York where there is so much on the outside in terms of chatter and, and the pressure and the expectation of wearing the pinstripes and everything that comes with that. I would love to know what maybe you can take from that time playing in New York and bring it to the Angels where maybe there isn't as much noise, at least on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stress on winning, you know, winning, winning series, um, you know, the, the, the mindset of being winners, you know, um, you know, you, you never want to be in a losing mindset because if you are, you can get stuck there. So, um, you know, I think for, for this group, we got to just kind of change our mindset into, um, you know, we're going to come and 
we're going to cause problems for teams and, you know, we're, we're coming to win every day, day in, day out. So, um, you know, I think that that's kind of uh, something we got to kind of start having. Um, that's definitely what they have in New York. So, um, you know, we kind of got to start thinking that way. Aaron, as you approach this spring training, you come into an outfield that is really crowded, and obviously with Mike Trout as the anchor in the middle, but again, there's a lot of talent here. I know that your plan is to play and to play a lot. That's what you were signed to do. So as you go through this camp, getting set for the season, what's it like now trying to figure out what that role is going to be like for you, and how do you approach spring training, uh, just kind of searching for for what that role is going to be like in 2024? Uh, uh, I think for, for me, it's all about pushing the issue. You know, um, you know, I want to be uh, somebody that plays um, a lot during the season. You know, I want to have, you know, uh, as many at-bats as possible. And, you know, um, I feel like it's good, you know, as, as far as for, for the team. If you got, you got uh, you know, four or five guys pushing in the same direction, trying to get as many at-bats as possible, you're, you're you know, that, that competition is, is what you need, you know, to be able to be the best team. Uh, there's always going to be competition. Um, and that's kind of how you guys keep each other uh, in check. And, um, you know, whoever plays, whoever's playing well is going to be the one that plays. So, um, you know, you got to be able to push the issue and uh, do everything possible to make sure that your name's called Vlad. Hey, we saw that outfield assist and your big arm out there in right field. What was it like? Uh, I, I know that. Look, I know it's only spring training, but but how important was it for you? And, and what was it like to be able to make that kind of a first impression in front of Angel fans? It was good. It was good. Uh, you know, uh, I was just glad I put it on the money. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, you know. Whenever you have the opportunity to, um, you know, do your best to impress the you know, the new staff and, and all that stuff is always great. You know, um, when you go out there on the field, you want to, you want to impress and that's kind of how you get noticed. And that's how, uh, you know, um, things start to start to happen and flow kind of your way, but, uh, it's still a long spring training, still the beginning. Um, you know, I'm just hoping to make a little bit more plays just like that, even though, even in the, during the season. I love it. Well, Hey, uh, before we let you go, Aaron, I, I did want to just bring this up uh, briefly here because I know that you know the, the charitable aspect of, of what you do and, and wanting to give back to the game and, and helping the future is a huge part of what you're about. And I was doing some reading about you and the time you spend with the Urban Youth Academy and helping the next generation of players and, and giving back in that community. Um, I, think it's, I think it's awesome work that you do. How important is it for you to, to be able to you know, use your opportunity and your platform of playing in Major League Baseball to be able to give back to a place like the urban youth academy uh i mean the, the urban youth academy is where it's kind of where it all started you know for me as far as um the, the learning curve you know um i kind of already knew about the um about playing in professional baseball and what it's like what i what to expect and um you know that i felt like as soon as i went my transition into from high school baseball into professional baseball was pretty easy because i kind of had that idea already you know, and a lot of that came from the guys with the Herb Youth Academy, um, you know, and now once my hitting coach. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it truly is awesome. Um, you know, whenever uh, I have the opportunity to go there, you know, I always have, you know, really fun memories uh, of playing on that field. And, um, you know, anytime you have the opportunity to give back uh, uh, to the next generation, I think it's just uh, – it's, it's kind of what comes with it, you know. Um, give back to the people that gave you so much. 
You and Johnny Washington connected to the Urban Youth Academy back in the day. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Me, uh, Jay Wash was in pro ball at that time, um, and I was just a young buck in high school. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> what yeah, small so world? I, I, yeah, so I met Jay Wash when he was still playing. So, yeah. All right, Aaron. Well, really good stuff today. Really appreciate the time. I'm excited to see you in a couple of days. I'll be out there uh, on Friday to go see you out in camp. But uh, until then, uh, appreciate uh, giving us a, a few minutes here on, on a very busy spring training day and, and to learn a little bit about what to, what's going on with Aaron Hicks for the start of the season. And uh, best luck to you here in uh, 2024. Thanks, Aaron. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good stuff from Aaron Hicks right there. Wanted to shift gears for a moment, talk about a few other things going on in Angel Spring Training and share some sound with you because I think there's one thing that at least that I've been able to notice so far, here we are about a week into games as far as Cactus League play is concerned for the Angels out in Arizona. I feel like we're seeing the Angels a lot more aggressive on the base pads and there is a very clear change in how the Angels are addressing their base running. I mean, in in so many fronts, there is a palpable change for what's happening in this organization, what Ron Washington brings on so many fronts. Ron Washington really does seem to be changing the tone of what Angels baseball looks like, and we got into this a lot last week, and if you want to hear some more of my thoughts on that, I, I highly encourage you to check out last week's show, but I feel like one of the tangible differences we're seeing it's, it's one thing to talk about culture. It's one thing to talk about leadership and all this intangible stuff. The tangible change, I think so far, has been base running. And Ron Washington was talking about how, well, that should be something pretty familiar to Angel fans. Everybody's going to be very pleased because that's what they have been used to seeing in um, it's Los Angeles now. But um, when Mike was here, that was regularity. Mm-hmm. Um, when I managed in Texas, that was regularity. When I went to Oakland, that was regularity. When I was in Atlanta, that was regularity. Uh, we got five yesterday, we got three the day before, mm-hmm. and we want these guys to just keep building. You know, I don't think these teams around the American League will just let us run crazy on them. Yeah. But uh, if they go to sleep, we're going to run. So you're going to have to be on the P's and Q's because I want to be aggressive. That's the way we're going to play. And you can have good base runners. As you said, Ham- Hamilton went uh, first to third. Yeah. Humphreys went first to third. Um, see, he's not fast, but you got to take advantage of the opportunity that's presented. Yeah. And we're just trying to get that mindset. Mm-hmm. If you get thrown out, we done told him, get up, brush yourself off. When you get back out there, do it again. We're not going to stop. And it's not just the base running. I mean, this has been like a throwback spring training the Angels are putting together here because, well, Ron Washington's had everybody doing bunting drills. Just take a listen to what he had to say earlier this week. The bunting drill is for everyone. Anthony finally made it out there today. The Mike will make it out there tomorrow. And then it'll be an ongoing thing. It's, It's just something that I want everyone to do so that these young kids don't get in a mode where the game is now where nobody want to bunt. I'm never going to put a bun on Mike, but I want Mike to show these guys that he go out there and take it serious and he can bunt. He got followers. Yeah. So I want him to be in, always in the mode where his followers are following. I'm never going to put a bun for Rendon. I'm never going to make a Dell bunt. But I want them to have that in their the bag. It's more or less to send a message to the guys that will have to do that have gotten in this mode of this game right now, no bunting, no doing this, no doing that. 
I want us to be complete with everything baseball offers. And I want everybody to do it because the ones that's not going to bunt, they're my messengers. And part of what those messengers create is team. And that's one thing that I feel like we're seeing with this Angels team. We're seeing team stretching, team bunting, team base running, team drills. In an era of sports, really, not just baseball, just sports in general, everything has to be individualized, right? Everything is is all about what did I do today or what did that one player do today? And I think in that, sometimes you lose the sense of team. And that's one thing that I feel like Ron Washington is doing, in my opinion, an outstanding job at bringing back to the Angels is that team camaraderie. And to be able to build that in spring training, I feel like is significant. I mean, this is the time for it. This is when you do that. It's working out so far. We'll see how it translates during the season. But I love the fact that Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon are out there doing bunting drills because imagine you're another player. And you're thinking that maybe you're a little bit above doing some bunting. And when am I ever going to be called upon to bunt? And then you go look and you see a three-time MVP or you see a World Series champion and Anthony Rendon out there dropping bunts. You think that Wash is going to call on those guys to bunt ever? No, he just talked about it. But it's the fact that they can do it. They have that tool in their belt. And maybe maybe we do see one time this year where Mike does drop a bunt and it catches everybody off guard and it ends up being a bunt for a hit. And, and that drill in spring training is how a run was able to score and started a wave of momentum and all of a sudden the Angels win a game because of it. Like, who's to say that can't happen this year? And it's not about the bunting itself. It's about the message. And that's what Ron Washington was explaining there. The bunting itself is one thing. It's the idea of team. It's the idea of leaders setting an example, younger players learning about what's the right way to go about your business at the big league level. That's why Ron Washington's the perfect man for the job. This is a unique job with the Angels. When you have the veteran talent like Trout Rendon and all the young talent in this organization to be able to come up and find success at the major league level and still be developing on the fly. I mean, right now on the 40-man roster, there are 17 players. Almost half of the 40-man is 25 years old or younger. 13 of the 17 guys started their careers with the Angels organization. I think it's very, very cool looking at all of the young talent that is here with the Halos right now. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on an abbreviated edition of the Angels Recap Podcast. Thanks again to Aaron Hicks for spending some time with us. We're going to keep these going each and every week as spring training rolls on and then into and through the regular season as well. Going to be lots of fun. Again, thanks to Aaron Hicks. If you have not got a chance to listen to some of our other podcasts, highly encourage you to go do that. We spoke with Mike Trout a couple of weeks ago to Taylor Ward conversation I thought was fascinating. Logan O'Hoppy, Mickey Moniak, Joe Adele, Nolan Shonawell. We've had a bunch of awesome guests, and I highly encourage you to check out some of those conversations if you have missed any of them. Of course, give us a rating, a review, download, subscribe, all that stuff. It all helps. And, and again, thanks for listening and being a part of our Angels Recap family here. My name is Trent Rush. Thanks again for being with us. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast. <laughs>